Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022, and it's Good News Friday. Let's start off with a little bit of scary news. Jill Biden's Secret Service detail infiltrated by two fake Homeland Security agents who showered her security personnel with gifts and even chilled with Jill Biden herself. What is happening? Who's in charge at the White House? The story is insane. We'll get into it. And a intel officer tells us what's actually happening in this story. It's worse than you think. Maybe this is why data show that Americans want Trump back in 2024, including a whopping one in five Democrats. Kenosha County in Wisconsin, which was ravaged by BLM riots and the Kyle Rittenhouse case, has now flipped red along with a ton of other school boards across the country and Southern California school boards are banning critical race theory and Brian Stelter turns into a crispy potato when fried by a college freshman for being fake news. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. We're learning today that Jill Biden's Secret Service detail was infiltrated by foreign operatives. For the latest, we turn to Kevin Cork. What happened, Kevin? Jesse, very interesting story here. Frankly, it's incredible. One of two fake Homeland Security agents who actually fooled Secret Service agents into accepting lavish gifts and penthouse apartments actually boasted of his ties to Pakistan's intelligence agency, that according to prosecutors, Arian Taherzadeh and Haider Ali. 40 and 36 years old, respectively, were actually arrested Wednesday night, and they were charged, Jesse, with false impersonation of a federal officer. But that's not the half of it. The FBI alleges that the pair spent two years posing as Homeland Security agents, and when the cops raided their upscale apartment, they found that the pair had a binder with a list of every resident in the building, along with guns, gas masks, tactical gear, hard drives, servers, a drone, even training manuals for the DHS and Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Prosecutors also say that Ali's passport shows two, that's right, two Pakistani and one Iranian visa. And here's the kicker. At least four Secret Service employees accepted numerous gifts from those men, including rent-free apartments, iPhones, surveillance systems, a drone, a flat-screen TV, and a generator. And as you pointed out, one of the people who was given gifts previously worked on the First Lady's security detail. Now, in case you're wondering, yes, the two men face up to three years in jail if convicted, as well as major fines. As for the Secret Service employees, They've been placed on administrative leave. Jesse? Massive security failure. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kevin Cork. Good morning to all of you 4.1 million patriots who tune in every single day because you know that you are being led by the dumbest people on the planet. That's right. People who may be allowing foreign agents to infiltrate the Secret Service of the First Lady of the United States. This story is insane insane. Now, we've been talking a lot about Hunter Biden's laptop and the 
entanglements of the Biden family as it pertains to foreign agents. Hunter Biden, we cannot repeat enough, accepted massive bags of cash from communist Chinese, from Russian oligarchs, from Ukrainian oligarchs, and the worst people on the planet. This is a family that is very, very short. A few french fries of a Happy Meal. This is a dim bulb family. They are not the masterminds. They think they are. My grandmother always used to say, you're smart, but you're not as smart as you think you are. The Biden family is not as smart as they think they are. And now it seems like all of these entanglements are beginning to collapse the entire crime syndicate. You, ladies and gentlemen, are smart. You understand that this is not legal, what the Biden crime family is doing, and that perhaps this is exactly why they wanted Joe Biden this position, because they could just smash break glass in case of emergency, and that emergency inside of the Democratic Party is that they are losing. Joe Biden is actually worse than they thought he was. They assumed they could simply prop him up, Manchurian candidate style, just shove grandpa along through a life alert commercial, right? shove him along through the Werther's original commercial of the presidency, and behind the scenes, Barack Obama could engage in his third term. What they didn't count on is the fact that one, Joe Biden is way worse off than they assumed, and he is actually destroying the modern Democratic Party and neoliberalism at hand. And two, that we would get wise, that you and I could communicate and talk about these issues, and that we could really discuss truly the awakening of the American patriots who are going to save this country from the stupidity, the bungling idiocy of these Cretans in power. You see it time and time again throughout biblical history, throughout the holy scriptures, and throughout the histories of the world, that the longer people stay in power, the dumber they get. The longer the lineage of the family, the stupider these people become. The more entitled and nepotistic, narcissistic, the more destructive. And great civilizations collapse because people stay in power far, far too long, and you eventually get a you know, Romanov dynasty, Tsar Nicholas II, the stupidest person to ever lead Russia. You get the collapse of civilizations. You get some of the dumber people, Kaiser Wilhelm. You just end up getting bad eggs. And the Biden entire family is a bad egg from stem to stern. And now it is coming down. The collapse is happening from inside the house. Yes, that's right. The entire order is beginning to be upended, and the humiliation doesn't just stop at Joe Biden's desk. It starts to seed itself into the first lady's office, an office that isn't overtly political. Michelle Obama did her best to try and politicize it and try and make it sort of a campaign thing, but indeed, the first lady's office is supposed to be something that is queen-like or above uh, uh, the muddiness of politics, but it seems as though the stupidity, ignorance, and just dumbfounded, idiot, uh, uh, imbecilic nature uh, of the Biden family has crept itself into the first lady's office as well. What do we know about Jill Biden's secret service being compromised by potential foreign agents? Let's read the bombshell article. Jill Biden's secret service detail infiltrated by fake Homeland Security agents who showered security personnel with gifts, including $40,000 a year penthouses and $2,000 assault rifles. Okay. Hmm, that doesn't seem like it's on the up and up. So Jill Biden's personal secret service is accepting guns from people with foreign entanglements who are posing as police officers in sort of like 
comical LARPer looking images you can see on your screen if you are watching live or if you're listening on podcast. The images of these guys is like a Halloween, like a Halloween uh, 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 costume of like what a Department of Homeland Security officer would look like. Super sexy officer costume, right? You can get it off, you know, you get it off Alibaba. It's really embarrassing. These people duped the Secret Service. Goodness gracious. We talk a lot about the rot at the top and how it bleeds all the way down to the bottom. Let's read. The, a member of Jill Biden's Secret Service detail is compromised by two fake agents who showered members of the security services with lavish gifts. Uh, Arzarian Tezdali and Haider Ali both 40 and 36 respectively, were taken into custody as more than a dozen FBI agents charged into a luxury apartment in Southeast Washington on Wednesday evening. Talzdari and Ali are accused of posing as members of a fake Department of Homeland Security task force investigating January 6th. <laughs> oh my God, these people. Oh, the LARPers. They're so stupid. I've been saying this is a national security issue. How dumb and microwave brain and NPC-like hive-minded these libs are. And now you are watching agents in a fake Capital Sixth riot commission able to infiltrate Jill Biden's own secret service and personal security. They had official-looking SUVs and flashing lights. They were said to have successfully infiltrated themselves into the Secret Service's private lives with giving them rent-free luxury apartments. Is, is anyone home? Is anyone running the country? How does this happen? What's the first thing you do in the morning? I know it's a personal question, but I think it's relevant. The first thing I do is roll over and look at my phone. You probably are like millions and millions of Americans and you check in on your favorite websites, apps, your favorite creators. And what if you woke up every morning and they weren't there? They were deleted and erased on the internet. This is the reality for millions across this country every single morning because, well, big tech hates us. That's just the reality. They hate your host right here. I mean, listen, guys, they don't want our worldview to be platformed. And so they come after us. And that's why it's important to build a new internet, a second internet. And there's only one company out there that's doing it, RightForge. RightForge is the internet company devoted to American values and free speech. They're on the front lines against leftist cancel culture, and they're even helping bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domain, anything that you value online to rightforge.com, the real American internet. Go to rightforge.com now to get started. Support a company that supports free speech and more importantly, supports you, your right to speak as an American. Rightforge.com. Go now. We actually spoke with a very senior Intel officer who gave us some insight as to exactly what is happening here. You will be shocked to find out. We uh, have his comments here in just a moment. For instance, Talzgari allegedly offered members of First Lady Jill Biden's security detail a $2,000 assault rifle and supplied them with apartment penthouses valued at over $40,000 a year. It's unclear if they had hoped to gain uh, anything from the ruse, prosecutors say the investigation is ongoing. Four members of the Secret Service, including one from Jill Biden's security detail, have been placed on leave. Investigators 
are also saying that they that the pair successfully managed to have direct contact with Mrs. Biden, who is the most heavily protected woman in the United States. <coughs> what? These people are getting into Jill Biden's personal close quarters. They're like hanging out with Jill Biden. This is such a huge scandal. They're charged with impersonating federal law enforcement and obtaining handguns, rifles, and materiel and posing as Department of Homeland Security officers. Again, investigating January 6th. The ruse was to investigate January 6th. So they said, we're investigating January 6th. Let us hang out with you, get drunk with you, rage with you. Here, we'll buy you all this nice stuff. What's the deal with these guys? What's the deal with these guys? Well, a source who is a national security expert, ended up telling us what they think as it pertains to this operation, right? These guys are purportedly American citizens, but the reason why we say that they're foreign agents is because federal prosecutor Joshua Rosenstein says that Ali told witnesses that he has connections to Pakistani intelligence services, and Rosenstein says that he has recovered a passport from Ali containing three visas to visit Pakistan and two to visit Iran. What? So again, ladies and gentlemen, these are not our allies, Pakistan and Iran. They don't wish us, uh, they don't wish us any goodwill. These people are absolutely the enemy of America and they would love to have some insight into this country. So we have in our repertoire of various sources and people in the United States, military and Congress, Senate. We've lived in D.C. for a long time. We've worked with various members of the Trump administration and pretty much have a buddy or a friend or a contact who's been in any any and every conceivable level of federal law enforcement, uh, intelligence agencies, and the like. When you spend 15 years in Washington, D.C. being a reporter and a journalist, you end up making friends and getting contacts in some very high-level agencies. So what the hell is going on here? How are we able to see two men who, according to reports and according to federal prosecutors, are entangled with Iranian and Pakistani intelligence? Yes, the same Iran that is a caliphate that bombs Americans in Iraq and has led to undoubtedly the slaughter of many American citizens in Iraq via proxy in Hezbollah, where are our agents? Where is the people who are supposed to be in charge? Who are the adults in the rooms? How are these people getting entangled with the first lady's office? It's time to ask the hard questions. And we started asking over the course of when this story broke late last night and into this morning. And some of the responses that we got were particularly shocking. According to the people with extremely high access to information and who have worked and served their country and their country's national security, the purpose of an operation like this would be to infiltrate the social circles of the first lady in order to gather intel. There is not a single intel agency on the planet who wouldn't give a right arm 
to know what the first lady is doing and where the first lady is going and how her security operations function. If these connections to Pakistani or Iranian intelligence are founded, then this may be the highest level of foreign intelligence service infiltration in American history, according to our sources. This is brash and brazen. They'll have to wait to see exactly how this all operated. But on its face, what our sources are telling us is that the true scandal here so far that we know of is that a completely fictitious law enforcement unit was able to get this kind of access, was able to drive around D.C. in SUVs with lights on them, and nobody knew the better. Nobody even tried to question where these guys were from. There were no guardrails as to who was paying for $40,000 apartments for legitimate agents protecting Jill Biden. And according to reporting, these fake men who have, we do not know if they are foreign agents, we do not know if they are foreign spies, but we do know what the federal prosecutor investigating them, Rosenstein, Joshua Rosenstein has said, he said that these two men have claimed that they have connections to Pakistani and Iranian intelligence services. These guys are LARPers at worst, and they are foreign agents for hostile powers at best, and they are meeting the first lady of the United States. Think what you will about Jill Biden, but that is indeed the worst thing that could potentially happen uh, as it pertains to a collapse in security around the First Lady. Goodness gracious. Do you remember when they told us the adults were back in charge? Do you remember when they said that now it's time, now, now is the time for the adults to come back. We feel the hot, the hot warm arms of, of Biden embracing the country. The lights are shining up from the Washington monuments. The adults are back in charge. These are the times that try men's souls. Biblical times. Every headline you read, everywhere you look. Uncertainty and scary world events that are destabilizing, frankly. I mean, have you checked in on your food prices or gas prices lately? How about inflation? Even President Biden says that in regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And you're starting to see that happen now. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket and it will hit your bank account. It already has. 8% of your dollar has been evaporated and probably much, much more. Don't wait until your dollar is worth less to start thinking about protecting yourself. Buy something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. They've withheld the test of time all the way back into the ancient days. Right now, Birch Gold can help you convert your IRA and 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text Benny to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect you. Text Benny to 989898 to begin protecting yourself with gold. We've said for a while that this is an administration that is a national security threat. Our sources in federal law enforcement and intelligence say 
At best, they've successfully infiltrated the social circles of a number of Secret Service agents. At worst, they did it to create a placement, an access point to the White House for foreign intelligence services. Meaning, they're spying on Jill Biden, they're spying on the Biden regime through the imbecilic lack of protocol and security at the White House. If this were Donald Trump, if this were Melania Trump, it would be the largest scandal perhaps in American history. There would be and should be congressional subpoenas into figuring out how this happened. And people should be worried because this is our country. We share it together. Just because people are in charge of this country that we don't particularly like or think are competent right now doesn't matter at all. This is still a nation that we must preserve for our kids and a nation that we must preserve for our families. This is a huge deal. So when foreign agents are able to get into the personal circle of the First Lady, it is an insult to all of us, ladies and gentlemen. And maybe that's why, according to data and recent polling, Americans want Trump back in 2024 including a whopping one in five Democrats. That's right. Our friends at the National Pulse has this story. And this is Good News Friday. We needed to start off with this insane story on Jill Biden because it's literally American national security at stake. We are worried about that. This is the place where I am raising my children. It's the place where I go to church. It's the place where I have my family. If Iranian agents can get this close to our first lady, what does it say about the people in charge at this administration? Here we have the country finally awakening and checking back in to a pretty harsh reality, which is that orange man wasn't that bad. You heard orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad for many, many years. Orange Man actually wasn't that bad. In fact, it turns out that the vast majority of people who voted for Joe Biden are now experiencing Joe Biden regret. There's a pill for that. It's an orange pill. New data shows that 42% of Americans want Donald Trump back in office in 2024. The number is 40%, 14 points higher than those who want Biden back. Wow, woof. Another 27% told Rasmussen that they would prefer somebody else to their 2020 competitors. Asked if Joe Biden's presidency has been good or bad for long-term success of the United States, 52% say bad. Ah, woof, after one year. Good, said only 34%. 11% said Biden's presidency has not made much of a difference. 66% of Republicans say they really want Trump back. 57% of Democrats say they want Biden in 24. But that's almost double the number of Democrats, 19% picking Trump over Republicans. Wait a second. Stop. Reverse it. What? So 19% of Democrats say they want Trump back? 19% of Democrats right now say they'll vote for Trump. This is why we say you're seeing the collapse and the destruction of the Democratic Party. What's going to happen with Democrats? It's very simple. It's going to be a fracturing. Crack. It's going to crack wide open. You're going to have the corporatist, neoliberal Democrats, warmongers, and then you're going to have the AOC wing. And they're going to be led by Bernie Sanders, like a Gandalf-like figure, right? For pink-haired, unemployed, latte communists. And they're going to fraction, and it's going to become like the parliamentary system. You're going to have these little fractions and these little groups. They're going to be at war with each other. And... You can't have that happen inside of the Republican Party. I think they're trying to do the exact same thing. You could argue that America was never supposed to have two prevailing political parties and that our founders never intended that. 
But unfortunately, that is what happened. I say unfortunately because there's been incredible moments like the Bull Moose Party and Teddy Roosevelt, one of the best president, nary the best president in American history. Teddy Roosevelt coming through and really like smashing both parties up. Very good times, but old habits, old habits die hard, sadly. The news comes as the Washington Post published a new interview with former President Trump at his home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Asked about gas prices, Trump said, now is a hard situation. What they should do is lower the price of oil because you need money to fight wars at $150 a barrel and going up more. You look at it, it's going to go up to numbers that nobody has ever seen, and it's already the highest it's ever been in history. The first thing that they should do is lower the price of oil by using the liquid gold that we have underneath our feet. Donald Trump arguing that America has been blessed by God with natural resources. Most countries in the world do not have plentiful and mountainous oil and natural energy wells like America does. We are a massive country. Our country is the size of a continent. There's not many countries that can claim that. And so what you have in America is this expansive manifest destiny of truly ordained by God gifts that are natural and exist under our earth. And our ancestors made really wise decisions like the Louisiana Purchase and the Mexican-American War (laughs) to get California and the purchase of Russia the purchase of Alaska from Russia. I mean, maybe we could have bought Russia. Who knows? What were what was on the bargaining table back then? If you look at Alaska on a map, it's like way up there. It's not connected to the mainland United States. But here we go. It's a smart move. And it makes us very strong to have the capacity to be energy independent. And Donald Trump is arguing for it. He's right. Asked about 2024 competitors, Trump said, if I ran, I can't imagine they'd want to run. Some out of loyalty, some would have a hard time running. I think that most of these people... Uh, almost every name you mentioned uh, is there because of me in some cases because I back them and endorse them. He talked about Ron DeSantis uh, getting his endorsement and winning the race. That is factually true. Donald Trump was a big Ron DeSantis fan and Ron DeSantis is a big Donald Trump fan. They're friends. Don't believe that the corporate media lies. Donald Trump also said that he touched on in this interview that he may be looking at his health as a reason to potentially not run in 2024. Of course, he didn't He didn't overtly say that, but he says that he's 75 and his health will remain a consideration. So we thought that was very interesting. The president sitting there sort of letting his guard down, but the numbers are on his side and everywhere that you look, the numbers are on the side of Republicans. This is Good News Friday. We needed to start off with the Jill Biden story because it's insane and you have to know about it and it's trying to be covered up because it's so humiliating for the White House. But Good News Friday is always going to bring you good news, ladies and gentlemen. And here is our good news. Kenosha County ravaged by BLM riots, flips red after decades of Democrat leaderships. This is just one county in a enormous landslide of counties throughout Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin who had midterm elections. I'm not sure exactly what they call them, but they they had elections and localized county elections. Their slate of electors hit uh, this week. And this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Red Wave. 
red landslide. School boards, county commissioners, mayors, the people who make the decisions for you locally, and the people who, quite frankly, we should be paying the most attention to because the way it should work is that your mayor of your hometown should matter more to your day-to-day life than the president of the United States. That's the way that America is designed. The president of the United States is sitting there in order to do war, in order to make very big and slow, methodical moves as far as monetary policy and so on. That's the design of the president of the United States. The design of this country originally was that your local mayor, your local town councils, your local state legislature was supposed to be the powers that you cared the most about. That's in fact why the presidency is tied to local state legislatures for their slate of electors and why local state legislatures used to appoint senators. It should still be that way. It's very sad that that happened. The local state legislatures used to appoint senators to go to Washington, D.C. in order to reflect the greater will of the state and have more direct democracy. So you would vote in your local state elections and those people would then vote for your senators and you could lobby them in order to get the right senators that you wanted. If that were the case, then you wouldn't have situations like Joe Manchin or John Tester or Mark Kelly or even Kristen Cinema, some of those people we actually like, Joe Manchin and Cinema, have really been solid people, but you wouldn't have blue senators from red states if you had it the way that the founding designed it. But nonetheless, he, local elections should be the most important thing. The 10th Amendment says that all powers not given to the federal government should be given to the states. And here we have a situation where the states are taking back power on a local level, and it's beautiful. Here the angels sing. Wisconsin's Kenosha County executives flipped red for the first time in decades after a city gained widespread attention and damage during the riots and Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Voters elected Samantha Kerman on April 5th as the county executive, a race that was described as nonpartisan, but Kerman had the backing of Republicans and serves as the Republican state representative. Her opponent is a Democrat who served at the county of clerks. For the first time, a woman will serve in the position and the first time since at least 1998 that a Republican had been elected. Wow, it's more than 20 years, 24 years since a Republican has held this office. Generational flipping here, ladies and gentlemen, flipping of the bird to the corporate left. Good for them. The Associated Press reported that Kerman is the first Republican to ever hold the office uh, that is officially uh, nonpartisan. first Republican to ever hold the office officially nonpartisan. So I guess they're saying the office is non, nonpartisan and it's the first time a woman will hold uh, that a Republican has been elected. Kenosha is a swing county and had not voted for a Republican presidential candidate since Richard Nixon. Woof! And up until former Donald Trump's 2016 run that broke and shattered, obviously, all the records there. Uh, The county voted for Trump again in 2020. Wisconsin was also a swing state. Social media commenters celebrated Kerman's win as a preview of the November midterms, arguing the red wave is coming. They are right. Republican-backed candidates in local school board races also came out as winners Tuesday in the Milwaukee suburbs. That is critical for the Wisconsin GOP and statewide elections. Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Kleefish, a Republican candidate for governor, endorsed 48 school board candidates. 34 of those won. That is a landslide. Conservative candidates picked up school board seats in Washika, Wausau, Kenosha. They lost races in Beloit and western Wisconsin cities of La Crosse and Eau Claire. 
was Republican-backed candidates for state appeals courts in southeast Wisconsin also defeated a sitting judge. This is how you do it, baby. This is how you do it. Southern California school boards are banning critical race theory. This according to the Washington Examiner. A school board in Orange County, California passed a resolution on Tuesday prohibiting the instruction of critical race theory in the district schools on a 3-2 vote. This is the uh, uh, Yorba Linda Unified School District resolving banning the use of critical race theory as a framework for classroom education. Board member Leandra Blades defended the resolution as necessary to keep all politics out of the classroom, and she's right. I do believe that teaching kids to think critically, uh, but there are so many classes, there are so many things that you could do to teach kids at home. If you are really passionate about these subjects, then teach them there. There is nothing stopping every teacher in America from stating unequivocally, do you have a question about this sensitive political or sexual or identity topic? I don't think many kids are asking that, but let's just say they are for the sake of argument. What is stopping these teachers, including the freak, freakazoid, pink-haired losers who somehow we were at the wheel and let these people just utterly take over everything in this country? What is stopping those teachers from saying, uh, go home and ask your parents? What's stopping the teachers from saying, uh, hold on, full stop. That sounds like something that you should talk to your mom or dad about. It's not my role. My job is to teach you math, kid, and how to write in cursive and the, I don't know, food pyramid or whatever. <laughs> it's just like so wrong. So please tune in today for our show, Benny on the Block with Turning Point USA. We went out and asked people whether they would let if they would like to let corporations or Disney or the government groom their kids. The responses, you won't believe them, actually. We will be publishing that at 4 o'clock today, so stay tuned to this channel. Also, this weekend, this is the right time to announce that we have, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, a bombshell whistleblower interview from inside of the Disney Corporation. We have a Disney whistleblower who spoke to us and she is going to blow the whistle on what life is actually like inside of the Disney Corporation. We are very, very excited for this interview. We're dropping that on Sunday night, 7 p.m. live. Stay tuned to this channel. We are very, very excited to be bringing you what life is actually like inside the wokest place on earth. Indeed, the mouse house is way darker than you think. And the Disney of your childhood is long, long gone. It's been sacrificed on the altar of Mulak directly to the woke gods. So please tune in on Sunday for our exclusive interview with the Disney whistleblower. Very excited about that. Very excited to see Brian Seltzer get roasted to his potato face on disinformation, Hunter Biden and Russian collusion hoax. Brian Seltzer, of course, the keeper of the flame at CNN, the keeper of the journalistic ethic, a guy who has lied more on camera than Baghdad Bob, I think. Brian Seltzer gets completely owned by this kid. It's a thing of beauty. It's something to waltz into your weekend with happiness in your soul watching. Check it out. Brian Stelter, Destroyed. Uh, hi, thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my question is for Mr. Stelter. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation, uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They push the Russian collusion hoax. They push the Jesse Smollett hoax. 
they smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media, and CNN in particular, seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence, or is there something else behind it? It's too bad. It's time for lunch. Uh, you have 30 and, seconds. No, I mean, there's a, there's a clock that says 30 seconds. But, but I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. I think it's important when we talk about shared reality and democracy, all these networks, all these news outlets have to defend democracy. And when they screw up, admit it. Uh, but... When Benjamin Hall, the Fox correspondent, was wounded in Ukraine, the news crews at CNN and the New York Times stopped what they were doing, and they tried to help. They tried to help him get out of the country. They tried to find the dead crew members. That's what news outlets do. That's how they actually do work together to your question about sharing those kinds of connections and trust. We don't talk about it enough, though. We don't share that reality about how that happens. And with regards to the regime, I think you mean the President Biden? The last time I spoke with a Biden aide, we yelled at each other. So that's the reality of the news business that people don't see, that people don't hear. They imagine that it's a, a situation that simply is not. But I think your question, it speaks to the failure of journalism to show our work and show the reality of how our profession operates. We have a lot of work to do, I think. Brian Stelter tossed into the potato fryer there, came out like a crispy waffle fry from Chick-fil-A, and that little student, college student, a freshman, his name's Christopher Phillips, snacked him up with a little cup of Polynesian sauce. Man, Brian Stelter destroyed by college freshman Christopher Phillips. God bless you, Christopher Phillips. You, sir, get the BASED award for the week. Boom, BASED. Christopher Phillips, look at that. Just, just destroyed Brian Stelter. How sad are these people? I mean, how broken are they? And what I think is very interesting is that this kid is probably the first time that the veil of the putrid DC to Manhattan bubble of thinkers and thought leaders that run the country, they live inside of such a little nepotistic, narcissistic... Uh, disinformation. Unimpeachable uh, un bubble, right? And the groupthink and the hive mind and the NPC nature of these people is so utterly depressing. It's so embarrassing. And it's how you get to the place where we are right now. There should have been a reckoning with Donald Trump where they said, wait a second, we said Hillary Clinton was going to win 40 states. Now Donald Trump is president. Maybe we're the baddies. Hans, are we the baddies? But no. No, no. Just double, triple down on stupid and looking like Mr. Potato Head. This is how you fry potatoes, ladies and gentlemen. We just want to stay again. Christopher Phillips, God bless you. He was speaking to Stelter at the disinformation campaign. Unbelievable. Brian Stelter is speaking at the disinformation campaign. It's like having Xi Jinping talk at the uh, uh, forced labor camp, uh, anti-forced labor camp 
Forum, hosted by The Atlantic, of course, right? Hosted by The Atlantic. Stelter failed to address the substance of the question. Instead, he laughed and giggled and said it's lunchtime. <laughs> okay, dude, why don't you write the jokes for us? The network has been forced, CNN, to settle defamations lawsuits against Covington Catholic High School student Nicholas Sandman. Uh, obviously, the network was slimed with the hate crime hoaxes that they've elevated, like Jesse Smollett, the Russiagate hoaxes they've elevated, and the Supreme Court hoaxes they elevated against Brett Kavanaugh being a rapist. Goodness. Additionally, CNN famously spiked the New York Post bombshell reporting on Hunter Biden during the final weeks of the 2020 presidential election. And we'll have a lot more of that to talk about this coming week, ladies and gentlemen. We've been given some information and a little bit of intel on what's really happening behind the scene with Hunter Biden's laptop and where we're going to go from here. We've been working to speak with some of the top sources we have in law enforcement and in the Congress to find out what happens next. And we'll have some very exciting updates to bring you next week. So ladies and gentlemen, please keep a watch on this space. Please keep tuned in. And we just want to thank you. We've had record, record skyrocketing viewership this week. We've had so much of a community building experience here for like-minded patriots and truth seekers who simply want to have and build a better future away from these decrepit gerontocracy losers who are all in that like 70 to 80, like time, like all these people, they're all part of the same class. George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, every person that is actively wrecking the world that we live in now because they won't be around, quite frankly, to, 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 to see the results of their horrendous policies in 20, 30, and 40 years. We'll be around. My kids will be around. And that's why we fight back. That's why we push back. That's why we demand a better future and that we, the ones who will inherit that future, build it now. Guess when it stops? It stops when we say, stop. We, together, are the most powerful political force in human history. We're smarter, more intelligent, more connected. We're landowning. We're richer, and ladies and gentlemen, we can be heard. So that's why we would just want to thank you for record viewership this week. We want to thank you for liking, sharing, commenting on our little show here, The Benny Show. We have our priorities straight. God, family, country. And we know that we were born free men and women, and we intend to stay that way. God bless you. Have a great free weekend in liberty in the greatest country on earth, America. See ya.